Hello, you're listening to Living Alone Together. I am your only host, Yen. So it is that time of the month again <laughs> when I feel like、um, I don't really have a topic、um, to talk about, but it's about time that I record an episode. So this is one of those.、Um, actually, you could say that quite a lot. Has happened in my life in the past couple of weeks, but the happenings are more of a retraction rather than an advance. <laughs> so、um, one of the biggest things I did,、um, or rather one of the biggest non-thing I did, <laughs> was going to Finland for. For、um, for a week,、um, I don't know why I chose Finland. I mean, it's just it's just、um, accumulation of a bunch of little things. I think、uh, the first one was I've been watching the movies of Aki Kaurismaki, the Finnish director,、um, and I just really I love I love them and. Because of how quiet they are, and how still the images are, and the colors, and just the non-plot <laughs> in these movies, and I just feel like I could use a little bit of that slower pace of 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 life. So that's one of the reasons, and another one is that I just.、Um, you know, I've got I've got friends associated with with Finland. Um, they're tied to Finland in some way or another, so maybe that's why. I've been thinking about going to one of the Nordic countries for some time. I mean, before Christmas, I was thinking maybe it feels a bit more Christmassy up there because there's more snow.、Uh, initially, I was thinking maybe Copenhagen, or that that's about it because of the you know the postcard or the Instagram pictures. You you often imagine that people have. Um, when they go to Copenhagen, but but and then I picked Finland, and it was just very vague, you know. When why you why you chose Finland? Why you chose Finland? But I'm glad I did. Um, so I went there. I guess during their coldest week of the year, um, it was uh, it was just unbelievably cold. I mean, I lived in Canada for some time before,、um, but I guess my body has forgotten about that feeling, and so being cold was one of the highlights、um, of the trip.、Um, I was in two cities. I was in Rovaniemi and Helsinki, and、um, so after I decided to go to Finland, I then sort of looked up what to do in Finland, and then I thought, oh right. I've always had this lingering thing in the background where I wanted to、um, to see the Northern Lights. It, it's not it's not exactly a a a main factor that led me into booking Finland. And plus, if you wanted to see Northern Lights during this trip, I found out there are many many other locations. So. That was not the primary reason. The primary reason was just, I guess, it sort of started with the movies by the Finnish director. But anyway, I was thinking, okay, it seems like most people go to Finland to see the Northern Lights, and then there's this
um, Santa Claus Village in Rovaniemi, which is the official hometown of Santa Claus. And then um, I just thought, all right, I could do a few days in Rovaniemi, uh, not really realizing that it was all the way up in the Arctic Circle. So it was just double, doubly or triply cold compared to the rest of Finland. Um, and then Helsinki, obviously, because... Because most people do go there um, during the first visit to, to a new country, I mean the capital. And also, I, I like the city, so I thought, okay, why not? I'll go to, I'll go to Helsinki. So basically, it was sort of a, it was pretty much an unstructured, unstructured trip in that um, I just had this very vague idea that I wanted to spend a few days in a quiet country. That's what I imagined Finland to be. I thought, all right, I'm going to go to a quiet country that doesn't have like the mega city feel um, and um, that has a lot of snow. So that's pretty vague. And I didn't do any research on anything else except I just thought, all right, I'm going to these two cities. So I booked my tickets um and um I booked my tickets, I booked my hotels, that's pretty much it. Um and then and then things just started rolling when you got there because it was so fucking cold and you decided that um yeah, you don't want to waste feeling so cold in 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 this in uh in a new country without really seeing anything else. Um so I decided to go hunt for the northern lights and i was pretty lucky i saw a little bit of it but it was pretty different from what i imagined because if you if you've seen the pictures of the uh, of the northern lights you will see the green sort of um, lights going on in the background and that is not what you could see at least that's not what i saw i only saw a little bit of gray whitish um i wouldn't say light but dusty things going on uh in the sky and it was very i wouldn't say faint but definitely not the kind of thing you would see in pictures and it was just it was it was a bit i wouldn't say overwhelm um, underwhelming i wouldn't say it's underwhelming it's definitely something special because even though it doesn't look green as in the pictures you can still identify um the thing right right when it appears so you know that it's something special in the sky and it's it's definitely the northern lights so i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's underwhelming in any way i would say it's just not the same as you could see on on the pictures um so it's definitely not the kind of bright green uh, that you might expect it's really just faint white gray color so that's one discovery about finland or about northern lights rather um, no, sorry, I didn't intend to, to record this podcast for to talk about my trip. It was just sort of a starting point, but sorry for going into the trip. Well, now that I started, I could say a bit more. And uh, it sort of relates to a vague topic I wanted to talk about anyway. So let's go into the trip a bit more. The Northern Lights, and then uh, I would just say that Rovanimi was... Um, was a very very touristy town as in i would uh i think the population is about 60 60,000 so it's not tiny uh, definitely a lot, a lot of locals work and live there but i have no idea 
where they work. I think there's big, there's this big science museum. There are few attraction places, so maybe a lot of them work in tourism and in museums, things like that. But I have no idea what's the main industry there, other than the um, well, Northern Light tour and the um, and the Santa Claus. So the Santa Claus thing was kind of funny because. I I didn't know that I wanted to meet Santa until I went there, and you saw that that's what most people were doing when they when they went there. Because、um, the thing about the Santa Claus village was it was located right like five minute drive beside the the airport. So basically, it's it's just very natural that you would just want to live, you would want to visit the Santa Claus village if you. Are a, a, a traveler there, and basically they make it in, in, into a whole package, right? You you can stay. There's like a ho- there are some hotels,、uh, rooms, hotels are、uh, in the village, and you could, and there are some spots that are good for seeing the the northern lights. So you could just book、uh, um the room in the hotel, stay there, wait for the northern lights, and then meet Santa and do a lot of like. Christmassy things in the in the village. The village was was just definitely hundred percent touristy. It's um um I wouldn't say it's a letdown because I didn't expect、um, anything from from the village apart from from Santa himself. So I, I just went in there、um, for Santa. But some people were there maybe expecting something else.、Uh, maybe they were thinking it was a theme park or some sort of resort. It could be. Um, some people wanted to to ride,、um, you know, to to get some snowmobile ride riding um, um, experience. That you could do that.、Um, what else could you do there? Apparently, there's <laughs> there is also Mrs. Claus, so you can meet her if you want. And there is like a post office where you were. Like you could probably not,、uh, you could probably see、um, what people wrote to Santa,、um, but really there isn't much else you could do. And what else? Maybe there's some cafes. I'm just going back to the website to double check what is going on in that village、uh, activities and experience. So Santa Claus, Arctic Circle, Northern Lights. So they're all the same thing, really. So it's just very vague. There's no really define nothing defining about this this village, other than the fact that it is pretty cute,、uh, really well made. And when the lights go on,、um, when it goes dark, it's really it's quite remarkable.、Um, but it's really nothing but a res- resort. And then you could shop for some Finnish stuff in there. So a lot of souvenir. Thingies in that village. Me, I didn't do any of that research before I go. I just thought, all right, most of we do, most of we do come here,、uh, and、um, I, I, it would be nice to meet Santa. So that's all I did. And so to meet Santa, you would queue for. I was lucky for like just twenty, thirty minutes. Some people I heard queued for two, two hours or something because it was right before Christmas. Anyway, I met him and. He talked to me a bit, two three minutes, and then you could get a picture from the from from the village for a very、um, high price of fifty euros if you want. <laughs>、um, and that's about it. I didn't really stay long in the village,、um, and it was just very cold, so I ended up just going back to the hotel right after that. 
Um, so the, yeah, so so two things you could do in in Rovaniemi, the Northern Lights and the center, which could be combined to one into that village. Okay, the point is, there isn't really much to do, and the point is, I I just feel so happy and peaceful, you know. Um, I don't know if you've seen the movie Before Sunrise. It's one of my favorite movies. No, not not Before Sunrise. Before Sunset is definitely my favorite out of the trilogy. Um, so in Before Sunset, Celine was telling telling Jay Jamie, I think that's his name. Yeah, Celine was telling him about her experience in pre like in Soviet Poland, I think, and then she was just saying that. Um, well, because it was Polish, she didn't understand a word of what was going on in on TV, and she just watched. And there was no not much of um, you know TV convert commercials going on, and she thought her mind was just at rest. That's what she said in the movie. And I think in the way, I wanted to go to Finland to sort of achieve the same thing. It's not one of my goals, but it was a desired side effect. Uh, of the trip because I know that Finnish uh, sounded pretty wacky and it was not something like German or French or some other language where I sort of knew a little bit. Uh, Finnish was just a hundred percent foreign and it sounded foreign as well. It sounded like it sounded pretty strong, um, and that's why I guess their English accents are are very very rounded. I don't know what that means, but it's. I think it's because the Finnish pronunciation um, is quite quite strong.、Uh, you know, puts a lot of emphasis on a lot of things. So maybe anyway, the point is that was a desired side effect. I thought I knew it was going to be cold, and I thought、um, I wanted to be in a completely foreign place. It wasn't really about the tourist experience. It was just about losing myself in a in a way. And、um, and Rovaniemi actually, it it I I welcomed very much that effect、um, in Rovaniemi because it was just snow after snow after snow and the sensation of coldness all like all day long and and since there wasn't really much that you could do in terms of touristy stuff,、um, it's good you don't feel the guilt of not going outside. Of not seeing this or not seeing that, obviously because my personality, I still, you know, started looking on on TripAdvisor and different, you know, just going online checking out what you could actually do while you're in Rovaniemi. But、uh, I end up just staying a lot of time in my hotel room, which、um, was designed very very cutely. <laughs>、so、I was really happy to stay in there, and. It was just, I think that is the experience of Rovaniemi rather than the touristy stuff,、um, and、um, so yeah, that was that. I was just very much alone, and I felt just peaceful. You know, it's just like, well, you don't really know much about this place, and there's not much you can do, and it's so cold anyway.、Uh, it's nice to just unwind、um, in this in this. Little town, right? So that's Rovaniemi part of the of the trip. Then I went to Helsinki, and then it's sort of Helsinki isn't too big either. I think the population was six hundred thousand, 
yes so it's technically i guess it's a city but but to me that's not too uh intimidating um and by that time you know it was the fourth or fifth fifth day of my trip by that time i've already sort of got a hang of the finish uh that's going around (laughs) you sort of feel that okay this is what finish feels like so i was focusing on more more on the buildings and just i had no plan absolutely zero plans for helsinki at all um so what i ended up doing was i just you know i was just going around the the train stations um because the train station because there are a bunch of like department stores and you can shop a little bit and the whole city or the whole country was aggressively marketing their proud uh, designs like marimekko and the rooming um children books and the and you just feel like that's what you got to do so i got to say that is very very that that Finland as a country is very good at marketing themselves to tourists like even if I didn't do absolutely any research before I went there once I landed there you you get the idea that ah these are the things you got to visit these are the things you got to do so yeah the town sorry the country itself was quite good <laughs> um, at tourism, I think. I, I guess like half of their economy might, might come from tourism. Um, anyway, so in Helsinki, I didn't do any planning. I was just in... I, I went to this, this outlet by accident because I wanted to get some burger and it just happened to be located on the first floor of the outlet. Anyway, so not planned at all and I just walked around and it was the time of the season where you couldn't really um you had to be careful walking because in Rovaniemi it was just it was just too cold and it was snowing all the time so there was always an like, extra layer of snow on top of the ice but in uh in Helsinki it was just it was just ice so um people would um scatter little stones on the ice and i all the nightmares of walking on ice just came back to me so it was a lot more in my opinion dangerous <laughs> to walk outside in Helsinki because of the just ice rather than snow so it's a lot more slippery um and there is something I learned about this country which were really really shocked me which was that alcohol was only sold between um nine o'clock in the morning and nine o'clock in the evening uh, which means that outside of these hours, you cannot get any sort of alcohol in supermarkets and grocery stores, nothing. So I guess you just have to store your liquor at home so you don't run out of them. And um, so I, I was I was chatting to a friend I met there. No, not no, I met that I was seeing her. Um, I saw her in, 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 in Finland and we had like a nice chat and she told me, obviously this is due to some severe alcoholism problem going on in the country another problem that they have was um is um gambling so that's a big thing as well and i also asked her about the finland being the happiest country in the world and she says oh it's completely untrue because happiness doesn't really mean happiness in the in the economists like that's the economist term of happiness it's not really what we think of when we talk about happiness 
So, yes, yeah, so anyway, and I learned a lot, I guess, about this country. Certainly, they have very nice design, architecture, and personally, I feel like the just the whole scene in Finland, it just feels a lot like Hungary, because I, I, I don't know, I think it's the color of the buildings or the design and the fact that they all had tram systems and the trams even look alike. I don't know. I just I just have the slight impression that it this could have been Hungary, just colder. Um, and uh, another thing, and, and so basically it was a bit bored, you know, sometimes. <laughs> um, so I was looking up um, Finnish. It turns out that Finland isn't really quite, it's not exactly a Scandinavian country. It's not the same. It's quite different from, it's more different from Norway and, and Sweden and Denmark than, like, it's more isolated. And one of the things that was isolated was the language. So Finnish was not Indo-European and it is more, it's closer to Hungarian than to Swedish and and Dan- Danish and things like that. So, so that's that's um, that's nice to learn. Um, so that's why I I I thought Finnish sounded quite foreign, and I like that. Um, so maybe the fact that they it felt a bit like Hungary was grounded. <laughs> anyway, enough about the trip. There's something that I was thinking when I was in. I was on this trip. I was thinking about how I used to perceive. Um, Scandinavia or the Nordic countries to be more precise and as a ignorant far east Asian <laughs> to me all of these countries were more or less very similar as in I I yes I knew the different capitals of the different of of these countries so obviously they're different to me and and I had a vague idea that people went to Iceland to eat whales and to to swim in the Blue Lagoon and to see Northern Lights. That's my impression of Iceland. Um, in that it's extremely small in terms of population. I think the population was 300,000. Right. And then that's my impression of Iceland. And then Denmark... I had none. I had that image, the postcard image of, of Copenhagen. That's it, like the along the river or something like that. That was my only understanding of Denmark. Sweden, obviously, you associate it with IKEA, um, and you have the impression that it's more industrious or it's got more population than the rest of them. And then Norway, I had literally no idea what it was about. <laughs> Um, and then Finland, Finland, yes, I did know that Marie Michael is Finnish. There's Nokia. So you sort of have this idea that, okay, there are a few design things that came out of Finland. But, you know, you never really, I never really understood the independent, sorry, the individual differences of, you know, the, 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 the trademark of each country. Um, until this trip where I sort of Googled a little bit more. Um, and... And then I was thinking, this is really bad, you know? It's really bad that you just group all of the Nordic countries together like that. Um, and so I was thinking once again about the concept of of caricature and and stereotypes. And um and and you know, I was thinking I, I probably did lump all these countries together. 
Um, and I sort of in my mind there was definitely maybe not stereotype, but you. I had this. I wouldn't say the stereotype because I don't. I don't have a specific idea of what a Finnish person would be doing or a Finnish person would look like, or like their stereotypical character. I didn't. It wasn't like that. But it, I would say it was a caricature because it's more of like image based. And what I had in my mind before I went to Finland about the Nordic Nordic country and the Nordic people uh, was that they. I sort of view them from a God's point of view, which I had no right to do so. But I, I, I think what happened in my mind was that in my mind, these people, I was seeing them from this, you know, uh, above the sky point of view, right? So in my mind, they were sort of like Legoland or something where, okay, I was seeing them as miniature figures. And in that image, in that in that Im- image of, of Nordic countries and Nordic people, I, I just thought of them as having these colorful buildings in a very um, white, snowy um, background. That is my <laughs> very shallow conception of Nordic countries. And for Finland in particular, I, I did have a greater affinity to Finland because my friend, she was half Finnish. And anyway, the thing was... I had a better understanding of Finland because I read some books somewhere about how Finnish people are are very blunt and direct and that they don't do small talk and they are very much introverts and things like that. So, and actually that book was written by a Finnish person. Um, I think it's a comic strip, actually. Anyway, the point is, Yes, I sort of had this caricature of, of Nordic people, um, and some of which are are Finnish, um, and 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 I just imagined them to be to be pretty isolated from the rest of the world. I feel like okay, these people they have their own Lego land, and they have the best welfare system. They are the happiest people uh, in the world, and I often I do go on. Um, Wikipedia quite a lot to look at stuff, uh, to look 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 up stuff. And one of the things I looked up was you know uh, GDP and all of that uh, economist uh, indexes. And um, obviously, a lot of times the Nordic countries would rank very very highly. And so my caricature of the Nordic people was they are happy, have great welfare, they don't have to worry about a thing, and they are just blissed. Uh, blissful, um, um, as in they've got nothing to worry about, and they're quiet, and they're introverts, and they are very direct, and they speak English in this interesting, wacky accent. Um, that is, I would admit, what I imagine them to be, and I wouldn't say maybe that's a stereotype, but I feel I would say it's more like a caricature, as in I had a really concrete picture or imagery of these people as in I actually imagined them in my head as in the miniature Legoland kind of universe so it's more it's more concrete than abstract I think it's not like okay um okay maybe it's a stereotype but I I think it's a caricature because I I definitely um have this image in my mind um the point is that's what I thought of Nordic people and then I was thinking is that is that a terrible thing to do you know to to imagine these people like that 
Um, because typically you would think that stereotypes are not good, or at least I strongly oppose stereotypes. Um, if people are to, and if people are to look at me and say, "Oh, she's Asian and she's probably from this or that country," um, I definitely wouldn't be happy because, first of all, I'm not. I'm not as. I probably wouldn't be a stereotypical Asian, um, and in that I, I'm pretty tall for for an Asian woman. No, I'm pretty tall. Period, and um, my skin color is not the same as uh, what you you imagine, and things like that, right? So I'd be pretty annoyed if people try to um, to stereotype me. But I was thinking what I was doing was not stereotyping these people because I think the definition of a stereotype is more like if you see someone and they tell you they're from this and that place, and you you def you just you just Pin that individual down to certain characteristic behaviors that you believe are associated with that place. Then I think that's stereotyping. So I think it, it's going from the individual to a group. I think that's a stereotype, and I think caricature is more like when you see the whole group as a whole in this miniature world in a very vague way. At least that's how I'm going to use this word. I'm not sure how that it's is. How how that word is being used, and caricature normally has this comedic effect. So in a way, I think caricature might be worse than stereotype because I think caricature, by definition, involves satire. Maybe I don't know, but anyway, I'm gonna use the words the way I want. I feel like what I was doing was painting a caricature of of Nordic people, and I think it's not a bad thing. Not because it's not a bad thing, but because this this whole procedure of caricaturing a group of people, or maybe yourself, I think I think is a good practice. So that's my point. It's not about you know. I think still it's not it's not nice to 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 group all the the Nordic people in the same way, or to imagine them to be a certain way when they're not, and obviously. Because they are still human beings, they're still individuals. They've got their problems. They're not all happy. Um, so obviously, that is very mis misleading,、uh, and it's it's not good. And we should try to see them in a very like more holistic way. That's a whole other topic. That's not the point of my my talk. The point is. Through the process of caricaturing、um, Finnish people.、Um, In my own mind, I sort of drawn it out, and I, 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 I thought, hey, why don't I make a caricature of myself? And I think like life could be a lot easier. So obviously, a big process, like a big element of a of a caricature, is simplification, oversimplification, right? You sort of just extract that that. One or two prominent elements, and then you exaggerate the elements, right? And then you don't get to try to understand that whole group or that individual in a holistic way. And I was thinking, oh my god, maybe this could be a thing that would、um, solve some issues in my life if I if I could just caricature myself. And、uh, what I meant by that, what I mean by this is that. Um, if you just saw yourself as one of, if I just saw myself as one of the yellow people in a Legoland or like in a small dollhouse,、um, like a, in a tiny room,、um, and just 
just have like one of you one a couple of points not even perhaps not even one point just see yourself as part of the whole universe or a part of the whole earth right come and, and imagine yourself from a god's point of view you go above the whole planet earth and then you sort of zoom in a little bit and then you sort of see that oh my god this this woman not not oh my god but <laughs> if you're god you probably wouldn't say that but let's say you're zooming and then you sort of you have all the power to go around planet earth in like one second because you're god and then you could choose to to zoom in to any part of the world um to to your to your liking and then me uh as a person i'm just one of these people um in, in on planet earth and and it it just seems like the whole world could be caricatured as in it's just i was just thinking about this you know it feels a bit eerie um but I was just thinking, look, if you think about it that way, imagine that you're God and you're playing the whole planet Earth is your dollhouse. Not just planet Earth to 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 um to um be more precise. If you're God, then probably the whole universe <laughs> is your dollhouse. But okay, let's just focus on planet Earth. You go onto planet Earth, you can turn it around and you it sort of feels plasticky in your own hand. And you you could just you know zooming pinching as in as if you're doing Google Map zooming in, uh, but it's more three dimensional, and then you sort of have this this absolute um, what is it omnipotent omniscient uh, view. I think it's omni- omniscient view of the whole Earth, planet Earth, right? Um, and then if you like. Uh, I'm not saying that you could just move the people around like you would um, uh, playing a Legoland thingy. It's, but it's more like you have the power to really zoom in and out three-dimensionally into all of the industries and all of the things that these cute human beings have, have made. And then you could just, you can have multiple perspectives like like we do on Google Map, right? You sort of, it's become so advanced that you can go into these places and sort of see what the shop looks like. Um, so maybe if you're God, you could actually do that and um, without affecting the people living there. And then you could go into these, these, these shops and these houses, the schools. Um, I guess a lot of video games are like this, right? Like Sim and sort of this simulator of of, uh, of the whole world. So I think if God had that power, well, let's just say my version has that power, right? And then they would they would zoom in and out. They could just see at all. They could look at all the um, artifacts that the the human beings have created. And so, and then if you think about it that way, perhaps you can think, okay, so God could actually go all the way into my house right now, into my flat. They could see from different perspectives what I'm doing, what I'm cooking, what how how I've decorated my room, yada yada yada. And then you could maybe that's what God is actually doing. And then from that point of view, if if that's what that's that's the perspective that you have and you're just a merely not merely but you're just a a caricature or you're just some sort of lego figure in God's, you know, um world. Um 
then I think a lot of things sort of become easier. I think both the both the um, concrete things and the materialistic things and the non-materialistic things. So, for example, and this sound this is going to sound very very horrifying to some people. I don't care. For example, recycling, <laughs> right, and producing waste. So, there was a time when I really. I was just completely and utterly overwhelmed by how in the world can planet Earth take up so much waste every single day, you know? And when I'm just throwing out my own waste, my own garbage, I I I I'm just amazed at how much trash I produce on a daily basis. And then I was thinking, oh my god, multiply this by what? Um 70 billion or something um how in the world can we handle all of this and obviously some people they're you're gonna say no we're not handling it that's that's the issue that's the crisis we're having right now but i was thinking and i'm not trying to go into a practical debate or analysis of the situation but i'm just thinking you know from god's point of view this all of this waste and all of that trash is just a prop in a way <laughs> like it just it's just yes we think of ourselves as the center of the universe we think of our waste and all of these problems as the center of all the problems but if you were in that position if you took you flew out there and and you sort of detach yourself from planet earth and you go up there and you sort of saw the whole earth as a lego thingy you would see how minuscule the the waste problem is as a problem, right? Um, it's not like it's it's nothing but another artifact on planet Earth. Uh, I I'm not trying to say that don't panic about crisis, climate change, things like that. I'm not saying that, but I, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to analyze or think about these situations with a really absurd perspective. And then you see that, wow, it's, um, if you think about it that way, you will feel completely differently about it. Um, and or, for example, when I am juggling or when I'm debating if I should get this new product or whatever, um, all my mental activities cannot be seen. I don't, I don't, in my version at least, God cannot see that mental activities and therefore these are completely uh, irrelevant. Um, the only thing that matters is that, in a way, it's God playing dollhouse, right? You you buy a new set of, you know, um, duvet cover or something like that. You buy new mugs. Oh, it's God having fun, um, either playing with your setup or amused by how you play with your own setup. Um, anyway, so so it's not it's not nothing. This is not a normative suggestion that you now i'm trying i'm not trying to suggest that you you start um just diminishing the importance of all the things that are important in 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 this world right now you know the wars and all the conflicts and your personal struggles i'm not saying to diminish any of these but i I just suddenly have this new um way of thinking about these uh, or rather it's not it's it's not too harmful to detach yourself, pretend you have this this bird's eye view, um, 
uh, once in a while and and just try to see planet Earth as this miniature world in God's hand. And then you are God and you sort of have this, just, just imagine what it's like if you actually are not one of the occupants of planet Earth. Just imagine what it looks like um, from from God's view, right? And obviously God is more powerful than than that. And and also it doesn't have to be God. I'm just saying just imagine you're some being that is that has the um view from above, right? And that being um can actually see everything all at once in a way. But it's for convenience sake, let's just call that being God. But it could be uh controversial, but that's not the point. The point is I started adopting this attitude or I started adopting this, what I imagine to be you know, kind of new view. Obviously, ultimately, these are still in my mind. These are just still my view. And it's no different from creating a sing world or going into, you know, the miniature universe uh, in Hamburg, Germany, which was a lot of fun. Or it's no different from like a child creating Lego world. But I don't have any of these, so it's just sometimes you go, you know, I start taking these these abstract trips and just seeing the whole planet Earth as one physical, very physical entity and try to see myself as merely one of the tiny, 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 tiny things, tiny, tiny artifact, tiny, tiny tools or um, on, on planet Earth. And then um, I'm not trying to feel better um about anything it's just that this this way of caricaturing myself and of all human beings and of all the human objects uh man-made objects and all the just things literal things that exist on earth it, it feels very much um just relaxing you know it's a big relief that perhaps that is all there is and and um in that we shouldn't it's it's like human beings do so they fixate on the tiniest things ever like how to organize the mess the cables you have how to do recycling and how to i don't know do your bed and things like that um and and then when you take that perspective if you use that power and and go above uh you see that it's completely nonsense right and um also, what you see on YouTube, what you are subscribing to, what the people, what people are saying on social media, what people are doing on their computer. If you do, if you go above that much above the sky, you can't even see what's on the screen, right? Yes, you can choose to zoom in and zoom in, but then you could only see a bunch of moving windows. You can't really go into the person's head, you know, whoever is 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 playing with the internet. You cannot. Because when you're playing Lego, you cannot go into their heads. So by that standard, if you are like a, a being detached from all of this earth, you can't really see what they're thinking about. And so maybe this is going into like a big philosophical debate about um, abstract, whether abstract things actually exist um, because they're not tangible. So can you can you really say they exist? That's a whole metaphysical debate, which we are not about. But... What I'm just saying that is that it, sometimes it helps to to simplify things, and I'm using the word caricature and not stereotype because stereotype is really in my mind stereotype is a lot of synthesis. You have to do a lot of synthetic work to have that very concrete 
abstraction, <laughs> if you will. Right? You need to have sort of a big generalization about a population or about a group of people. And then there's actually a lot of work going on. Whereas caricature, I think of it more as a comic effect, right? And um, in a way, if you are going to put the whole planet Earth, um, like treat it as a sort of model and a miniature thing in your own hand, I, I, it's more. I think it's more appropriate to call it caricature. And there's an element of comedy inside, and it's all very rather visual and concrete and physical. That's my point. Um, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, that's fine. The point is just that I think it's nice sometimes to imagine that you have a completely different perspective. And I'm not talking about abstract perspective, like I'm changing from conservatism to, to liberalism, nothing like not political like that. I'm talking about the literal perspective, right? Going from your own perspective of, let's say, if you're sitting uh, on your sofa right now watching TV, you know, trying to take yourself out of that that perspective and just zoom out zoom out zoom out so much that you see yourself as one of the uh, people sitting on their couch right or zoom out so 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 much that you become a dot on planet earth and you can't even see yourself and i think it's kind of fun to play this kind of mental game in your um by yourself and i think certainly it's helped me a little bit when it comes to making quite trivial decisions which I did not notice until I t- took that uh, decision so for example I could be de- debating which color of a mug I'm gonna get and that would waste five ten minutes of my life but then and then I quickly like took that perspective and tell myself look it doesn't really matter you know if you took that perspective it doesn't matter the mug is just merely a dot um in that miniature world and the visitors to that museum of planet earth they won't even notice the difference right so anyway it might be a very very um like a a way to escape reality it's not really a way to escape reality if it's it's about perspective it's about literal perspective and i think i think maybe you know certainly i can use a little bit more of that and no more fuzzing like just making a big deal out of things that really don't matter at all in 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 that alternative perspective um so that is something i have sort of discovered or thought about um after my finish Finland trip um but as for whether or not this is being responsible at all I I don't know I'm just offering I'm just sharing my experience um so yeah okay it's a bit of a scattered um episode I know it's all over the place but uh it's okay (laughs) anyway in terms of traveling I feel like um now that I've seen Finland, I feel like I can comfortably go into another cold Nordic country again. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. Um, I might want to see Finland again. And um, but at the same time, I'm like longing for um, somewhere completely different, like Argentina or South America, basically, where it's it's much more uh, much hotter. Uh, and maybe like a completely different vibe from Finland. So that's somewhere I could do, I could research into. But the point is, uh, I don't know, uh, just travel. It, it, it's, it's good to, to 
to see that not everyone in the world is always so busy and so fast paced. I think overall, I do think Finland is a mo- it's a lot more slow paced than the countries I've lived in, um, and and it's quite nice really, and and it's not just that. Maybe it's not like a physical thing. I think maybe it's in my mind. It's when there's just so much going on in my mind and I always feel like there are a lot of things happening when in reality I'm not doing much that's a whole other issue for a whole other different episode um so yeah so that's this week and I hope to record something before the end of the month and this is a longer month than usual so yeah I got what 12 more days to record at least one or two more episodes we'll see we'll see anyway thank you for listening i will uh i hope see you soon bye